Good morning. We are entering week number 13 of our study in the Psalms for the 50 weeks uh, of this year that we started. Uh, just a reminder that the Psalms, as we're envisioning them for us to share together uh, during these weeks, uh, we're especially in the time of Lent right now, and uh, it is not um, surprising that these psalms today, Psalm 36, 37, and 38, quite a long set of psalms, so I'll not try to exhaust them in any way, uh, but to share with you a little bit of, of my thoughts. Remember that we're primarily reading these psalms with a sense of uh, approaching God and asking Him through the psalms what it is that He would like us to bring to Him of our lives. In other words, how do we learn to really talk to God about the things that to concern Him, but yet not just in His concern, but in His sense of uh, bringing us closer to Him, transforming our lives. These three Psalms today are quite a uh, mixture. Uh, psalm 36 is a kingdom Psalm or a royal Psalm. It's, it really is talking about the character uh, and the foundational principles of the kingdom of God. Psalm 37, a very famous psalm in many ways. It's a wisdom psalm, and it talks about our destiny as those who have been made righteous by Jesus' righteousness. Uh, the preferred word for us, instead of claiming righteousness for ourselves, our righteousness is from Jesus, uh, it talks about the destiny of the vindicated. Uh, we've been vindicated by Him. And then finally, Psalm 38 is an individual lament, but it's a plea for uh, health and wholeness. Uh, those are the words that typically translate the Hebrew word shalom. So I wanted to just share real quickly what these Psalms were saying to me today, not in their entirety for sure. I encourage you to uh, look at them for yourself. Uh, but this uh, character and kingdom of the Psalm in Thom Psalm 36, I think is is a primary focus for me. Maybe it's because it's first, but again, the character of the kingdom of God, uh, especially in this time of Lent and self-examination. I, I felt really uh, impressed by this today. Um, starts off right away in verse 1, the treachery of betrayal. This is one of the hardest words for sin in uh, the Hebrew. Uh, it's sometimes translated as transgression. Uh, I don't really use that word. It's, it's a word of betraying a relationship. Uh, we might want to say this word focuses on relational failure. And you look in, in the world today, and uh, relationships seem to be very, very difficult. Uh, after, uh, in the midst of this phase of COVID and it's waning away, uh, we come out of that with a, a sense of uh, relational uh, uh, poverty in some ways, people isolating themselves. So it's more than just a, a sin, but it's also a relational failure between us, uh, between our loved ones and us, our, our neighbors, and especially with God Himself. And so uh, verse here that really uh, captured me after this treachery or betrayal that he speaks of in uh, verse 1. He talks about the wicked flatter themselves concerning any discovery 
of their own guilt, not even abhorring it enough to try to change it. And I wonder, I did this morning, how, how much I'm ignoring uh, because I don't want to see my guilt. And that's a, that's a symptom of relational failure, I believe. And so I don't want to flatter myself by looking here. I want to see that uh, I'm setting myself in verse 4 on a path of no good. There's nothing good that's going to come out of that uh, kind of uh, strategy or the way we live our lives, in particular uh, the sense of relations that we have in our life. Uh, no longer despising evil of any sort is what this relational failure leads to. Not despising evil of any sort. So it, it, it's, it is a, perhaps the worst word for sin in the Old Testament because it leads to all sorts of evil. And uh, yet, right away, the character of the kingdom of God, we find in verse 5, Your ceaseless love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness, even... Uh, to the clouds above us. Your righteousness is like the mightiest of mountains, and your vindication is like the great deeps of the ocean. How precious is your ceaseless love, O God! May posterity take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Uh, let, uh, oh, that you would give them to drink from your streams of refreshment. By means of your light, let us see light. In other words, illuminate this darkness in us, this relational failure in us, this path of no longer despising evil of any sort. By, your, by means of your light, let us see your light. May you broaden your ceaseless and constant love over those who know, know you and your vindication in the upright of heart. Well, those who know you, Lord, and those vindicated and upright in heart only come from relationship with you. And so, Lord, help us overcome. The character of your kingdom is to overcome this, these senses of relational failure that leads to all kinds of emotional, physical, um, even the inability to love those in our family, in our neighborhood, in those who are lost around us when we're uh, ignoring our own lostness, our own sense of no good. Our, uh, we've lost any sense of reverential fear uh, of the Lord, even in His presence. So as we, we come on this this week, uh, I certainly would like for you, uh, let me add a, a verse just from uh, Psalm 37 that I, I think really helps me here in this. Oh, that everyone, verses 3 and 4, would trust in the Lord, doing what is good, dwelling in the land and cherishing faithfulness. May you delight yourself in the Lord Himself, that He would give to you renewed desires in your heart to cast out by His light the darkness that's in each of us, giving us a renewed set of desires in our heart. Uh, in, in verse 30 and 31, let the mouth of those vindicated, those of us who know him, may the vindicated proclaim wisdom, ever insisting on what is right, inasmuch as the Torah, the instruction of our God, is in each one of our hearts. So may our steps 
no longer falter as they have. And then this one last plea in 38, four in verse 15, for in you, O Lord, I put my hopeful trust. May you answer me, my Lord, Master Adonai, my God. Answer me, and that you should hurry to help me in verse 22. For you, you alone, are my rescue. Let me pray and close this. Lord, thank you for your words to us. Thank you for helping us see ourselves as we cannot see ourselves. In some ways, our relational blindness and failure is a blindness. Uh, We can't see it ourselves. It's sort of the log and the speck. We can see things in everyone else, but even the big things, like relational failure, we can't see in and of ourselves. We need your light upon us. In this time of Lent, this last week of Lent, before we enter Holy Week, uh, starting in Sunday, Palm Sunday, April 2nd, uh, this this uh, 13th week that we've been in the Psalms together, Lord, help us to see, but not be afraid, not to hide it. Uh, let us embrace our relational failure and bring it to you because you only can replace, vindicate us by your righteousness. In and of ourselves, there's no one righteous. No, not one. But you are. And Lord Jesus, your righteousness has been offered to us to vindicate us before the Lord that we might become free uh, to find this wisdom of knowing you, of not getting in the uh, rut of more and more evil and more and more darkness. So Lord, as we approach you today, teach us how to see you, but especially teach us how to look inside of ourselves and allow you to shed your light, your purification, your shalom in our lives. We pray that in Jesus' name. May your kingdom come, Lord. Amen.